and welcome to episode five of the Crazy X Club. This is my podcast series looking at ways to rebuild yourself um, after a relationship breakup and it's hosted by me, the Crazy X. Because um, as you guys know by now, this is something um, I've been going through um, for just over a year now um, so I just thought I'd share there's a few things that really worked really helped sort of me to sort of find myself again find my priorities and I just wanted to share that and I thought what better way than to start a podcast um, and to share it with you guys so welcome 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 and for this one I need to say happy new year because it's currently um, it's the 6th of January 2021 as I record this this will um, be uploaded tomorrow on the 7th but how was your Christmas was it okay I think everybody had a bit of a strange Christmas um, this year again thanks Covid um, for that but we you know to coin a well overused phrase right now we are where we are um, so I hope you got through it okay particularly if it was your first one on your own um, so I just hope that in some way you found some peace or you found time to reflect and have a little think about what do you want to get out of this year out of the next few weeks maybe um just some of those things that we spoke about in earlier episodes what's important to you what do you think you can get out of 2021 and actually guys it's all right to sort of shoot for the stars um, and have some really big goals in there or if you're kind of still in survival mode that's also fine day at a time hour at a time minute at a time if you need to wherever you are but like I said I just hope you in some at some point during Christmas uh, you smiled or you laughed or you, you found some enjoyment or some kind of positive thing to move you forward I'm going to share with you really quickly what I got up to so it was my second Christmas where um, I had to spend at least part of it on my own so this is to sort of give you an idea about the difference a year makes so the first year and it was quite still quite soon so still quite raw after the breakup so I think all I knew was the right thing to do was for my son to go to my in-laws where he could be um, with much more extended family he's got quite a lot of um, sort of cousins and sort of people like lots of kids sort of a few his age a few only slightly older than him that's much better for him um, a bit of self-sacrifice I think that kind of I'll get through this so but I was absolutely dreading it. So I really understand how you feel if you were dreading Christmas, if you had to spend some time on your own and, and if some of that meant being away from your kids for part of that, I know how Christian it is, but like I said, hope you got through it. What I did the first year, because I knew I would wallow, um, I did some voluntary work. So I went out into the city where I live with some wonderful volunteers and we took um, some food and drinks to homeless people. And I have to say, guys, it was really, it was the best thing for me that year. If I'd just stayed at home, I would have probably opened the wine at about midday and then just drink, just kept drinking steadily through. Um, which would have been one way of coping with it, but I really didn't want to wallow. So I came up with this idea to sort of find a voluntary um, opportunity. This sort of um, presented itself and it was really good for me. I got so much out of the day. Um, it was a nice reminder that as, as rubbish as everything was feeling for me in that moment of time, there were people much worse off than me. I couldn't help but think as much as I was kind of had it in my head like, oh, I've got to go back to an empty house. I was going back to a house. <laughs> And having a roof over my head, hot water, that kind of thing. And I know that that's kind of one in, one extreme about sort of 
you know, really getting into an empathetic space, but that's what I needed in, in that year. This year was a little bit different. So much more, I was actually embracing that time on my own a bit more. Um, and I really made a plan. So my big plan was, have a mention guys, I got into running uh, in 2020. So the big part of my plan for my time on my own on Christmas day was to run the furthest um, that I've ever run before. Um, so I plotted out a course um, um, beforehand so I kind of didn't have to worry about where I was going on the day so I'd already sort of planned that out um, and yeah I went and did that so the difference from last year to this year so last year when I said goodbye to my little boy um, I kind of collapsed in a heap um, and sobbed for about 20 minutes this year still cried but it was closer to five and I was really clear about we cry, we let that we you know we acknowledge that emotion, but then I'm gonna crack on, I'm gonna go do this run, and I'm gonna come back and sort of have my dinner and things like that. Um but I can just tell you it was it just felt so much more under control and that first one was really about getting through it and sort of because it was unknown last year and you had loads of people going, Oh my god, you can't spend it on your own, and like it was like this most alien thing in the world. It'll be interesting to see that when I come to do it again in a couple of years time probably if people will be more accepting of it because lots of people have had to have this Christmas on their own and the one just gone anyway I'm starting to ramble a little bit but I just kind of wanted to you know like this year I didn't feel anywhere near as full of dread about that time on my own but what both years had in common was I made a plan so I was really clear about what I wanted to do on each day so I think that's really that's a really important thing when you're facing something like this if you can have a bit of a plan together about what you're going to do what's the positive things that you're going to do with that time I think that's a that's a really great way to approach things I have to say that I, a, I work in project management for a living. We're all planners. We plan everything. We plan every part of our, of our days and probably um, drives our loved ones and our friends um, insane. So I'm going to move swiftly on. So um, yeah, just one final Happy New Year. Hope you had a good Christmas. So, But today's episode has got nothing to do with um, Christmas and holidays. Um, this episode is called Find Your People and we're really building on some of that work that we've been doing in the last couple of episodes. So we've kind of looked at finding what's important to you now. Um, I'm going to throw that phrase that I throw out all the time, blank canvas, because um, this applies to um, finding your people as well. But you've had a little think about the things that are important to you, and that might be in terms of values, how you want to spend your time, things that you want to learn, anything at all. You've kind of had a think about what's important to you right now. Then we talked about boundaries as well, and I think it's really um important that the boundaries comes before the people bit because you need to be really clear about how you're going to protect the things that are important to you and also how you're going to protect keeping yourself as an important element in all of the relationships friendships that you cultivate going forwards now this is particularly important if you're a bit like me and you can shrink back a bit as a natural kind of tendency um, within your friendships and your relationships so being really clear on well, what are my boundaries what are almost my deal breakers and sort of that listening to your gut you need to have a real good clear idea about that because then what you're going to do you're going to go out into the world 
um, and I think you're going to go and, and just find your people. So what do I kind of mean by that? So it's really good to have these goals, but we, we can't just soldier on on our own. And again, this is something I'm really guilty of is I'm really bad at asking for help. Um, it's not something I'm particularly comfortable with, so I'm a bit of a push on through, push on through, I'll be fine. Oh, I've burnt out. <laughs> and it gets to a point where I'm like, I really need some help now because I've left it too soon. I'm getting better. Uh, it's something that the lockdowns um, and becoming a single parent has kind of really pushed me to get better at. Um, so, it, yeah, so it's this thing of you want... You want some people on your journey with you, I guess is what I'm saying. We can't do all these things in our lives completely on our own. Now, I say that as well as a bit of an introvert and like my stop phrase tends to be, it's like, I don't really like people. I don't like big groups of people, that kind of thing. I get really, I hate networking events or anything like that. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a, a strange one for people, but even I have my own little community and I've got, a collection of people who I hold really dear to myself sort of family um, and sort of like my bestest friends in the world that have really stood by me and I'm just going to say thank you to them right now hope they know who they are um, um, so just really want to like want to call that out and I think that's what you need to kind of think about think about different layers of people that you want in your life and I'm going to sort of talk you through some different ways that you might look to engage I'm just going to use examples from the kind of communities that I'm now involved in and ways to engage without necessarily being face to face but you need to think about these layers of people that you have in your life so you you want to have some people that are really like you your, your inner circle, your most trusted people that basically you can tell them anything to and you completely trust them. And that's, I think, really important. And I was so grateful that I've got um, probably three people in my life that I know I can could talk to about my breakup without worrying um, about who was then gonna get told because I knew that that conversation was ending with me and that person. So that kind of being able to have those kinds of intimate conversations with people is really important, I think, to feel that you've got that, that little network. You don't have to be thinking in large numbers for that either. And actually, I think it's healthier to sort of cultivate some nice, close friendships in lower numbers than it is to try and have 20, 30 close friends so you you kind of want that then you almost want that kind of the other layer of more acquaintances people you see on the school room that kind of thing there might be sort of fleeting kind of things that you have in common it could just be something like your children go to the same nursery or school or um if you go running or something like that and there's a running club that kind of thing you might not even get as far as a social element with that group of people but there's a like a common interest or a common need to be in touch with those people um and then you've kind of got the wider sort of um ways to sort of engage with people on platforms um like social media um, and sort of online forums and things like that and it's actually online forums where um and online groups um, that, that I found some of the most sort of comfort from um, going through my breakup. Um, but 
this before I get into that, you need to also understand how will you know if you you're with the right people. Um, and for me, it comes back to like a gut feeling. So I'm like, I'm such an open open book. Um, I had a manager once that just told me I had the most readable face in the world. So she knew instantly if she asked me to do something, if I wanted to do it or not. So I'm really readable. So I'm two very different people. So I've kind of called on, I'm quite introverted. Um, but it's quite funny because people that are in my close circle go, you're introverted, can't shut you up. And that's because they're my people. So when I'm in the right sort of setting with the right people, I'm, I actually step a little bit more into extrovert um, and do silly things. I really like making people laugh and sort of being a bit, being the silly one in the group. Um, yeah, and I'm quite, I am quite loud. Um, when I'm with the right people, when I'm in um, a group that I'm not feeling like 100% comfortable with, and most of that will be in my head as opposed to anybody um, doing anything negative like, towards me, I will be quiet, I'll barely speak, I'll probably drink um, at a rate of knots because I'll, I'll be wanting to do something with my hands and I might even step into quite rude territory, I might even get my phone out and I'll, I'll, I'll if I've gone to that point, I've disengaged and actually what's um, the cogs going through my head if I'm on my phone is I just need to go because I, I don't belong here. Um, another interesting little fact about me is I suffer from social anxiety. So that throws another thing into the mix. Um, and this is the one that I'm really battling with even now is um, I can kind of get really excited for something, um, like going up and meeting people, and if my social anxiety kicks in, it's literally 50-50 on whether I'll go and do it. And I'm talking, I have been dressed ready for a night out, and literally five minutes before I'm due to sort of leave, something kicks in in my head and just goes, no, you shouldn't go, because nobody's really going to want you to be there, and that just kind of just then that escalates and I just talk myself out of going and someone will get a message going, I'm not going um and that's happened on more than one occasion so this this kind of meeting new people with that lovely little slice of social anxiety means I, it's something I have and do struggle with um, and this is what I'm saying introverts that are also listening we need to think out the box a little bit we need to think community doesn't now have to be about going to um, speed dating or socializing things or networking events there's other ways and that's that's what I'm sort of gonna hint about but uh, again because I just really like I do really like to share some of the personal things then it's something that makes me laugh now um, so really introverted suffered with social anxiety do you know how I thought this is this will help me if I marry an extrovert <laughs> because I was like, you can teach me how to be like that and how to really love being out and about. And all that used to happen was we used to sort of set up for things and then there'd be frustration if social anxiety kicked in and I was like, I don't want to go anymore. Because um, then there's that kind of embarrassment of he's like, oh, I've got to go on my own. And that's that's odd because people are going to wonder where you are. Um, yeah, or like if I did go to stuff, um, that kind of thing, like shrinking back. Um, I've got a real issue with um, sort of how how I fit in among sort of certain groups of people. So 
some of it is if I get into like a group of people and I kind of view them as oh you were the cool kids at school then I'm like I'm out of depth because I am the perfect example of somebody from the song Misshapes by Pulp. Um, don't know if I've mentioned Pulp yet. I'm disappointed in myself if it's taken to episode five um, to, to mention them, but Misshapes from Pulp, it absolutely spoke to me as a song and it kind of ignited a love affair with Jarvis Cocker and I felt like he sings to me um, about everything else. So all I'm trying to say is I've always been that kind of misshapes, not quite in with the in crowd. So if I, in my adult life, find myself in a setting where I'm kind of hanging out with those kinds of people, they're not my people. Absolutely lovely people having great times, but they're not my people. Um, and this is like reflected in the, the friends I made at university, all really similar to me. When we were in the right settings, massive laugh, make loads of noise, um, go dancing and things like that. But our favorite way to spend our Friday nights was there was an amazing pub um, that we used to go to. And it just used to be, we need to get there early enough because we need a table. And we, <laughs> we would just, and that's our night. We want to make sure we've got a table and uh, we need it in the right part of the pub so that we can talk to each other and make each other laugh and things like that. Now they're my people, the people that kind of want to have conversations and things like that. Not so much dancing on um, the tops of bars and things like that so that was a little bit rambly but it's just to sort of show you you'll kind of get that feeling so it's just that again it's a bit like thinking about what's important to you think about how you like to engage people maybe you like that face-to-face -face interaction so maybe you want to be looking at events and things like that that you can go to when the back on eh, guys because everything's a little bit virtual at the minute but um we just really need to consider how certain things make you feel because you want to get the best out of the opportunities that, um, that you're going to look at. So, how have I found my people? So, it, this is mainly because I have this, it's a mix of because I have this slightly introverted personality and my good old social anxiety, plus um, some of the limitations around being a single mum and I kind of like to make asking for babysitting really count so I, I really want it to be for important things so I've always been a little bit limited in that kind of face-to-face -face interaction and actually sometimes that quite suits me because of this thing of I'm not very good at small talk and that kind of thing. So I'm just going to share with you different sort of groups that I've managed to connect with and how they've helped me. Um, and it is it is mainly um, um, online. Um, so I think that's great because that gives you a starting point. And what I'm gonna talk about is how you could build on that. So if you do need that face-to-face -face interaction, there's ways that we can build on this. Remember, we start small and we build things up while, when we're feeling more comfortable. So my number one top priority when my marriage broke down was I needed a safe space to ask questions, to wallow, to ask for support, ask for advice, see who else was going through it. So I literally took to Facebook and put um, divorce, I think. I think I put divorce into the search terms and I found an amazing um, divorce support group. And um, that was just great for me. And if you're looking for something similar, just make sure it's a private group. Because if it's a private group, it means anything you post in there stays in the group. And that's really important because I feel something personal like that 
you probably want it in a private group where you can just ask questions, save space. And yeah, if you want to have a wallow, I was always really conscious about that public kind of side of my Facebook and then the more private things that I, I like, I don't really want you know my parents to necessarily sort of say oh I'm really struggling today because you know that's going to worry them but I can put that in that group get some answers and it's amazing so I remember in the early days feeling really lost um, and putting something up about what was going on and how that was making me feel and I got this reply um, from a really lovely lady and um, she went oh you and me six months ago um, but I'm doing much better now and uh, I've kind of we're not living together anymore and that's really how she sort of outlined all these things that were really helping her but the real thing that really sort of spoke to me in that moment because this was within days I think that I was on the group and asking that question was that uh, you and me six months ago and it was the fact that in six months is no time at all really I had it in my head it's gonna take me years absolutely years to even feel apart normal again but there was this woman six months and she wasn't saying that her life was perfect but she was like you and you and me six months ago but i'm look at me now these are the things that i've kind of got in place so it started off as this real nice safe space to go like i say ask the questions that you don't really want to put on facebook um, and you might not want to sort of talk to you if your friends aren't going through this so these um real close um confidants that you've got you might still not want to use like your time up with them by asking questions that they're like if they're not going through it they probably can try to understand but they're, they're probably not going to 100% get where you're coming from so it's that kind of solidarity feeling that I, I kind of needed as well I needed to be talking to people that were going through it and weirdly a lot of the people on the group are the people that were left as opposed to the people that leave so you kind of had that um, that solidarity as well about being like this is so unfair I've been left um, and where am I now with that group? I'm still in that group, but I don't um, post so much questions because I don't feel anywhere near as sorrowful as, as I was feeling um, just over a year ago. Uh, where I found is now, I'm now the lady um, who was like you and me six months ago. I jump into posts when I spot kind of people asking similar things to me jump in there with the most positive stuff that I can get and go oh I was exactly like this but in less than a year I've turned this around and you can do it too and it there's a lot of you got this you got this but it really works and I think that's what people just need to hear in those in those real early moments you need to hear you've got this you won't feel like it at the time but you really have got this you, you just need to believe in yourself so it's kind of evolved um like how i interact with that um so that that was really important to me this kind of safe space to talk about something very central in my emotions at the time um, so that was that was really helpful to me and they were my people because they were all going through the same thing so i always felt that comfort um to sort of share similarly and when i think about finding your people this was probably something that I would had to think about even before my marriage broke down. And this is really important. You need to find your people as a parent. There's so many different styles of parenting. Um, and I know where mine is 
Um, so I also have um, a Facebook group that I absolutely adore, which is full of my type of mums. And my type of mum is basically the type of mum that every now and then can go, do you know what, I love my kid, but this is a bit rubbish today um, and I ain't enjoying life a whole lot. Or you're, you're willing to post up stuff where your kid looks a bit daft or they've said something funny and it's that kind of more realistic look at parenting. So I can't be that mum that's baked or pretends she's baked 12 perfect cupcakes because um, generally, I mean, last time I baked um, cakes with my son, I should tell you what happened. He had his own bowl because he just wanted to mix his trains in with the cake mix. So that's what cooking looks like in mind. And that's who I am. And I'm open about that. that I don't do this kind of perfect um, image. Um, I I share a lot of happy memories, but boy, do I also share when things haven't gone right as well. So they're my parenting people. And it's really similar to the to the divorce group that I'm in. It's that kind of space again where I can go, who's gone through this? Because this just this just feels crazy right now. And then you get loads of people that come in and go, oh my god. And most of the time, it's really funny. In the divorce club, I think mainly when you're posting, you want to hear you got this. And sometimes you hear that a lot in the mother ones. But I think what you want to hear in the parenting groups is it's normal. Oh, minded that. Oh my gosh, yes. And even sometimes, you know, you get like the horror stories that are 10 times worse than the one you've just posted. So I've also got that kind of parenting space where I can go, um, where I can go in to just sort of, sometimes to vent when I've had a really frustrating day. And that's been sort of really important when there was lockdowns and my son was at home with me um, while I was working and things like that. Um, so yeah so we've got that kind of community group as well um, and then a couple of other kind of single parent groups that I'm in um, and again it's all about for me my people particularly my online people it's about solidarity so I love my mum group because it's full of mums and I'm a mum and they're my realistic mums as well so we all have a laugh um, and we're really supportive of each other as well. But I also have a single parents group because being a single parent is different to being in a couple and parenting. Um, so I quite like my single parents group as well and I utilise the two for very different things. Um, but there's a little bit of a social element with the single parents group as well because they kind of recognise there's a lot of us sat on our own of an evening. So, you know, there's a little bit of, like I was talking about these layers there's somewhere all I want some groups all I do is look I literally read what other people are posting and I, I, I don't really comment and I have ones where I'm like I need these groups for support and then there's this extra layer where single parents groups oh I actually interact that tiny bit more with them because we do events and we we have those ways to engage as well so it's like I said it's about layering these things up so my last two um, I also um, am in a group specifically to keep me on track with personal development. So um, I'm going to do a shout out to my favourite magazine in the world. It's Psychology's magazine. Um, it's, it is aimed at, I wouldn't really class it as a woman's magazine if I was on it. So I think men could read it and follow the steps as well. But I guess in its core, it's a women's magazine, but it's all about 
coaching and self-development and getting the best out of yourself um, and I absolutely love it so I subscribe to that part of being a subscriber means that I go on to um, a subscribers group but they've also got just an open group that anybody could join and I really really recommend it because some of the stuff that they share the exercises that they do they're really great for keeping you focused or just kind of reigniting um, a bit of motivation um, particularly they're really good at posting on a Monday um, to sort of give you ideas about where you're taking your life next, that kind of thing. Um, they, they're the reason why I've got a vision board. And again, if I've not mentioned a vision board, I'm really um, letting myself down a bit. But yeah, vision boards and things like that, um, the inspiration for mine will have come from posts on the Psychologies magazine group. So I've kind of got that. And again, I interact with that probably less so but that's one of my more I read the things I absorb the information and I'll probably quietly get on with that on my own as opposed to too much interaction on that group and then the last one uh, is one that I found um, really because of COVID and some of the online events that were needing to happen and there was this great online disco that got started and I'm like a massive fan of a particular genre of music and this group kind of got started on the back of these online discos starting and um, so I joined that and I, it's one of my most favourite places in the world is to go chat in this group and we've got this common interest, we've got this common passion for this type of music um, but this Facebook group is where I'm my most authentic version of myself so I don't take myself seriously there's like an ongoing joke about how much I talk about Jarvis Cocker uh, and Pulp because they tend to be my stock answers ever say who was the best band uh, of the 90s Pulp and it's um, it, and I just love it because I really am myself in that group and I like how comfortable I feel in that group and um, so I kind of have that and that they really are my people because nobody takes themselves too seriously and yeah some friendships sort of forming and again the layers um, there's a few of us really hopeful that when lockdown lifts we can arrange a kind of central place where we can all meet and maybe go out for drinks or something so there's and that's massive for me that I kind of really want to be part of that because like I said social anxiety hasn't gone away it's just um, weirdly COVID has allowed me to hide away and it be kind of acceptable so the fact that I really want to get into something where I can meet up with these people that's huge so well done to that group of people um, because that was a real breakthrough for me was finding that group that common interest and I thought oh, yes these are my people so um, I talked a little bit about um, my close-knit friendships and they just kind of I'm just so thankful for them and um, I moved to the city that I live in a long time ago now I always kind of think in my head it's about five years that I've lived in this city but it's about 15 um, which is crazy um, and I've always like been trying to find like this big friendship group that I'm part of and it's just never really happened but the friends that have stuck by me when I went through um, my separation my goodness was I happy to have them in my life so this is what I was talking about at the start of the episode 
I just think it's so much healthier to cultivate these amazing close friendships um, and really nurture them and protect them than it is to try and have sort of like 20, 30 people that you, you feel you need to see um, all the time. So I, I'm gonna call it 2021, when lockdown lifts, I've probably got a lot of work to do in the kind of middle layer. So I was talking about those kinds of people that you might meet on the school run or you've got a shared interest or something like that, that you, there's a running club or something like that. That's where I've got the most work to do because I really need to find ways to sort of engage with people um, and also for my son. So I'm, I'm also thinking of that from his perspective time we spend together at the weekends um it would be nice to go back to the kind of activities that we used to do um, and sort of give him opportunity to sort of mix with people as well so i'm hopeful for the future um but that's kind of what's worked for me and where i've still got some some work to do so i'm pausing there to just kind of let you reflect on some of the things that I've shared today and now I just want to kind of get you thinking about finding your people. So as I've said I've got so much out of Facebook groups because for a little introvert like me I can kind of think about, I can think about every reply I send, every question I post up um, so that really helps me sort of engage and like I said different layers and different groups help me be a real authentic version of myself and I think that's that thing that you want to keep checking in with um, so where are you going to find your people and if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed I think that's quite normal so if you feel a bit overwhelmed like, oh, I don't know where to look think about your list of things that are important to you right now and if one of them is a hobby have a think about that or if you've got a favourite band, a favourite film, um, a favourite anything, put it through Google, put it through Facebook. I guarantee there is a common interest group. I guarantee it. There's probably a group for everything. If there isn't, how are you feeling? Are you feeling brave? Start one. Start one up. Start a group. Get people, be the magnet, draw people to you maybe. It depends completely on your personality um, and what you feel comfortable with. But I just say, as a minimum, try and find um, an online forum or something that you will light you up to talk about and start engaging with people that way. And then, like I said, it's all about layers. It's all about maybe you join it and you just read the posts and you build up and then you start commenting, then you start adding your own content to that group. Um, and then if it's a bit like um, some of the other groups I'm in, maybe there's events that go on. So maybe then you work it up to um, common interests and then there's a kind of a, a way to have events or maybe you do online events. Um, we're all really comfortable, I think, now with um, blooming Zoom calls and video calls and things like that. So there's there's a lot of potential and loads of ways to get interaction without even leaving your house, which is handy for the UK in particular as we're back in lockdown again. But I'm not going to dwell on that. 
Um, and if you can't think of anywhere at all where your people might be, I've got a great place that you could go and look. And that, what am I going to say, guys? The Crazy Ex Facebook group. Because we are your people. Because a bit like my divorce group um, that I'm in, this is about, this group is about people going through what you're going through. If they're listening to all the episodes of this podcast, they're probably going through some of the same um, tasks and stages. So why not find me on Facebook? Come and have a chat. I'm definitely your people. If you're listening to this podcast and you're getting something from it, I think I'm your people. And I would love to sort of engage with some people, find out who's listening and talk you through sort of next steps and things like that and how you're finding the content. I've got so many plans and ideas for how we can take this this podcast and the Facebook group forward so I'm excited to sort of share it so shameless plug and it wasn't all about promoting the Facebook group at the end of the episode but I've got to you know it's uh, it should go hand in hand um, with the podcast so come and hang out with me search crazy X club on Facebook and come and say hi um, or just come and stalk, come and look, come and read through the content that we've got on there because we've got some good stuff going on there at the minute. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's the end of another episode. And so uh, these absolutely fly by for me and I just, I love doing them. So even if they're just my little weekly journal, <laughs> I still really enjoy them. But I, I hope you all enjoy listening and I really hope that you're finding peace and some positivity in 2021 um and i'm gonna leave it there so thanks for listening um take care my crazy exes we'll speak soon